and welcome. That's the dog drinking water. I just heard the, I don't know, the horn of some ship backing out. I'm guessing it's the Mystic Princess. Yep, not backing out, going forward. The Mystic Princess is taking off and uh, they blast the horn to let everybody know. I think mostly they do that for advertising. So everyone says, oh, I wanna do that. Mystic Princess is like a, a dinner cruise, I think at the end of the dock here at Riviera Beach Marina, which is where we are. Uh, let me back up since I was interrupted during the intro. This is New Mexico Castaways and I'm Rosalinda Roman, uh, your host. And I wanted to do some recording because I am alone except for my canine companion Nala here on the Dawn Treader. That is maybe a first. I'm trying to think if there was ever another time since we moved on board that I actually was completely alone like this. Uh, sorry for all the noises you're gonna hear. I'll just apologize in advance because I am alone. That's Nala, and besides Nala. Um, and so I wanna get things done while I have a chance. So I'm working around the house while I talk with you, and that means that some of the noises you'll hear, I just can't really do anything about. Um, I can't avoid it. So, um, that's the sound of my freezer. I'm, I'm trying to move things into the freezer uh, from different places, but specifically the fridge, because um, I'm gonna be gone. I'm leave, leaving the boat tomorrow to head down to Miami to meet one of my high school best friends for a trip to our high school mega reunion. Um, I went to high school in Miami Springs and um, as we get older, and thanks to Facebook, there have been a lot of people reconnecting. And they have this uh, regatta, River City's regatta, down there every year. And so people have used that as a chance to reconnect with old friends. Leave it, Nala. Um, so I'm going to go down there and go to the, the reunion regatta thing. And then I'm going to... Nala, seriously. You're very loud. I'm, I'm finally starting to monitor my sound and I realize how much noise there is uh, in these recordings. So for those of you that have stuck with me through uh, all these recordings, you are saints because that's a lot of loud noise. But it doesn't mean I'm gonna stop all the loud noise because otherwise I'd never get anything recorded, huh? So I'm down here trying to put stuff in the freezer so that nothing goes bad while I'm gone because I'm gonna go down to Miami. Move, Nala. She thinks I'm gonna give her a piece of ice. Isn't that why you're hanging around? Um, so uh, I'm going down to Miami Springs and I'm gonna spend the weekend there, go to that regatta. And then on Sunday, I fly to Chicago to be with my kids. They have been in Chicago, it will be two weeks uh, pretty soon. And so I'm going down there to be with them pick them up, uh, going up there, excuse me, to Chicago. I'm gonna pick up the kids and then I'm going to go down to Phoenix on Wednesday to meet my husband and uh, the kids, Nathan and I, are all going down to Mexico. Uh, so anyway, we're going to Mexico. We have a condo in Mexico still, Puerto Penasco, and uh, it used to be our, our one vacation getaway place and that's where we would always go. But now we um, live on a boat, so we don't make it to Mexico that much. And uh, we, have our, we turned our um, formerly 
personal um, vacation rental, con not rental, vacation condo, like the place just where we would go, we turned that into a rental. So mostly we rent it out, but this will be the first time since we moved from New Mexico that we're actually gonna go back. We have to handle some of the financial stuff. That's kind of my, I don't know if that's my job, you know, it's kind of my financial way to, my way to contribute financially to uh, what we're doing, this living on the boat. Um, and that is to um, manage the rental of that condo. Obviously that's not the main income, but it does help a little bit. But the money keeps being put into a, a fund in Mexico and um, we don't know how to get the money out. <laughs> so, uh, and it's really hard to try to do that kind of stuff over the internet. They're not really, it's not really online. And we have a lady down there that helps us out, but we really need to physically be there to make sure it's done the way we need it to be done. So because of that, we are going to use the very limited time my husband has uh, off, which is three days, to go down to Mexico to handle the, figure out the financial thing with the bank down in Mexico and have an excuse to take a vacation together as a family. Now you may be wondering why would we need a vacation if we live on a boat? Well, surprisingly, there's not a lot of relaxing time on the boat and it's really, it surprises me to be honest. And without my family here, it's given me a chance to seriously think about some things and uh, reevaluate kind of how we're doing things. I do love this, being able to do this completely unique experience and, and share that with the kids and Nathan, but I feel like we've done it in a way that is not really maximizing, you know, the, the enjoyment. My husband still works completely full-time. Really, he works three full-time jobs, if we're honest, because he does his clinical work and he works for a, a group of hospitals and he does the, the vice, president or whatever um, stuff. And then he also is working on creating an investment company with his best friends. So there's all this stuff that pulls him away. And I've realized as I've been here alone on the boat that we have a lot of stuff that pulls me away. And it's not just the stuff, but the stuff is kind of a symbol of how out of control things sometimes feel. It feels like um, I should be really slowing down and kind of really making sure to be present with the kids and, and to enjoy this process. And I really do try to do that as much as possible, but it seems like we're always go, 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 and not really, I, one of the things we have a ton of on board is all this, these learning materials, these books and, and activity things and science kits. And I realize as I'm going through this stuff, we haven't used any of it. Um, we have you know, many of our bookshelves and, and cabinets are full of things that we have never used. Um, and so I'm going back to kind of the, the starting point that we uh, began this with, with the KonMari process, where we, uh, you know, we eliminate clutter and stuff so that we can really be present and, and enjoy our, our home environment and enjoy our lives, right? So I'm redoing that and I'm working on that. And it's amazing how quickly I get distracted, first of all, that's number one. And the other thing is I, I realized I didn't really have a sense of what, it just felt so overwhelming. I have these, you know, containers of papers and things, and I just really haven't ever dealt with them even since we moved on to the boat. 
and that always bothered me. Um, and so now that I've had a couple of days without um, the kids, I've been trying to be more mindful of that and kind of hear the sound of my own voice and get clear on you know what um, what really moves me, what really needs to stay in our lives, and what we could purge. Okay, and as I've been doing that, I'm also trying to think more mindfully of just how I want to spend my energy or expend my energy career-wise. And one of the biggest things that I keep coming back to is I've really enjoyed the audio form, the ability to, you know, record my thoughts and share them with you guys. And, and just this process has been something I've really enjoyed. Well, with that in mind, and, you know, because I've been in recording these audio podcasts, which are essentially uh, Rosalinda's ramblings, I started to really realize one of the things that I miss and that I've really enjoyed, what I used to really enjoy about my career was uh, interviews, people talking to people. And so I started kind of thinking more and more about that. And then it occurred to me that I, I really would like to add that back into my career or, or work energy, you know, like whatever I'm spending my work time on, I would like there to be an element of interviews somewhere in there as well. So that's where um, what prompted me to want to record today, because I finally um, got up the courage to ask somebody to do an interview with me. And I don't know if we're going to do it tonight or tomorrow morning before I leave, but they said yes. And the deal is, um, Everywhere we go, we meet fascinating people who are doing what we're doing, living aboard with their families. And uh, I always think, wow, it'd be great to interview them. But, you know, we get busy and I never really did that. And then I just suddenly was like, why? Why don't I just do that? And so I did. I, uh, there's a family that what we got back from the Bahamas, came here to Riviera Beach Marina. And... Um, I met this, I, we, I don't remember how we struck up the conversation, but we met this woman, Charlotte, uh, on the dock and then learned that she, she and her family were uh, living on the boat and preparing for their first cruise, their first um, departure from, uh, you know, their first time leaving land. They're going to cross to the Bahamas and they've been just waiting for a weather window. For those of you that have ever done it, that is a very... Um, hard thing to be sitting and waiting, especially when you've never done it before, that nervous energy. And they've got three kids and um, waiting and wondering and hoping for a weather window. You don't want to overdo it and leave too soon before you're really ready or before the weather allows it to be a smooth sail. But the longer you wait, the more antsy you get and the more nervous you get, I think, because you're just, you know, thinking of every possible problem or scenario, right? So it's kind of a double-edged sword. You, you want to wait until it's calm, especially with kids, right? Or just anyone. Um, it's their first time. So you don't want to push it and overdo it and have um, major problems. But at the same time, you don't want to uh, wait forever and make them make people more and more nervous in your family. So uh, I just, I, I have enjoyed talking with them here at the marina while they're uh, waiting for this window. And they invited me over for dinner the other day. And it was just so nice to sit with them and talk with them. They're, they're, uh, I think they said they're from Canada, but they clearly are from England originally. But I don't know that much about them. Anyway, long story short, 
I got up the courage and I asked them, because they came over today, um, I'm going to lend them some charts and um, I gave them some of the food that I had to get rid of anyway because I'm not going to be on the boat for a while. Uh, and so I, I said, you know, I asked them to come over and they came to say uh, hello to uh, Nala as well. And I said, you know, I really would like to interview you guys. <laughs> and uh, I was a little nervous about asking because I really hadn't hadn't done that, you know, but I, I just said, you know, I, I explained the situation. I feel like she's a friend, so I could be honest and say, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do with this or how it, it, you know, how long it will be before I actually uh, publish it or do anything with it. But I figured this anticipatory time, you know, the waiting and wondering, it's kind of a unique, oh really, it's a unique special waiting period that will never happen again, assuming, you know, they, they have a good crossing, hopefully, and they become seasoned cruisers. Having that, you know, that, those moments of anticipation that they're having now, I'd like to talk with them now, because, you know, it'll change so much in, in a very short time. So they agreed to it, and I'm going to go interview them. But uh, right now I'm going to go take a break and let Nala out and figure out uh, what she wants. And I also, when I come back, I'll talk about the recent Nala drama. I'll be right back. All right, I'm back. And it turned out Nala did not want to go outside. She just wanted to play with the ball. She was yelping because I had put the ball up and... Uh, she was like indicating that I needed to throw the ball. So what you're going to be hearing now, in addition to me working, my working sounds <laughs> around the house, are uh, sounds of me throwing the ball for Nala. Uh, it is her favorite pastime in all the world, and uh, you can do it for hours and hours, and she would never tire of it. People, however, very much tire of it. Um, it's pretty funny because she like slobbers the ball. Oh, you hear it? She drops it down the stairs. I'm on the uh, starboard side, which is the master bedroom um, suite. And uh, she stands at the top of the stairs, drops the ball down the stairs. Is this what you want? Huh? Yeah? Okay, here we go. And then I throw it across the salon down to the port side, down those stairs. And she goes and chases it and then brings it right back to me. She also, she'd prefer to do it out in a field where you throw it. And then she comes back and pretends like she's going to drop it, but never really does. And then looks at you. And every time you try to say, you know, drop it, she just kind of keeps grabbing it more and chewing on it. But uh, it's apparently a really fun game in her mind. Huh? She brought it back. <laughs> I'm not I'm not playing tug of war so you have to drop it if you want me to play this game um, anyway so I thought I would talk to you about Nala since she's the only one here and she is top of mind for me this week uh, we had a an interesting situation where oh, oh, you dropped it good job um, so having a dog on a boat is challenging at least and can be downright a pain in the butt at worst and I had to take my husband to the airport in Fort Lauderdale. I think I recorded an episode post Ikea from there. And uh, after I got home, I uh, found a, oh, she dropped the ball again. Where's the ball? Uh, after I got home, here we go. Ready? Okay, go get it. Um, 
I got home that evening and it had been a while that I was gone. I usually am not gone for the, very long at all. I'm here all the time. In fact, I was thinking about it when the kids are with the kids in Chicago. This was really the first time since I've lived on the boat that I've been without them on the boat. Um, so I, it, not just that, but even since they finished school, I'm with them all the time because I homeschool. And so anyway, I, it, I, it was nice thinking I was going to get kind of a, a mental break to really just get clear on what I want to do and who I who I am and where I'm gonna go and you know where we're literally gonna go and I hadn't really given a lot of thought to Nala or being with anyone for that matter it was I was really just looking forward to quiet alone time but then the Nala factor came into play and that changed everything right Nala drop it drop it so the Nala factor I got home that night and I have this mat outside of our boat that says please remove shoes and um, it's like right off of our boat and you step on it to in order to get up onto the Dawn Treader. So I got home and in addition to seeing Nala sitting there looking at me there was a piece of paper on that mat that said in big printed letters on a printer dog d-o-g and i was like huh i wonder if they like stuck it on the boat to like warn people that i had a dog or something and that it maybe fell off well after a little while i figured out that was not the case they put that there to in a strategic location to have it read please remove dog uh, on my mat so they were being snarky obviously and I, I didn't quite know how to respond or what to do because obviously they didn't actually talk to me. But I had, before I left to the airport, I had thought about what to do with Nala because normally she would be out, like if we were at Anchor somewhere, like say we were in Georgetown, um, when we're at Anchor, I just leave her um, on the deck because she, you know, then she can see things and she barks at boats if they go by, but she doesn't bother anyone. Well, when you're in a marina, it's a whole different dynamic. And um, I was stressed because I didn't want to leave her locked inside. And yet, you know, I, I knew that she barked at people when they walked by, but we're in a kind of isolated part of the dock. It's not the main area. And uh, so I decided, Na actually Nathan and I decided we were talking about what to do. And he said, you know, just leave the door slightly open so she can come in and go out and uh, it'll be fine. That way she can go in when she wants and be outside also. Well, that turned out to be a big mistake because that meant that she was um, outside barking at everyone apparently all day long, at least according to our neighbor, who after I saw the, the note, right, I came inside and I was kind of a little shaky, like, what does this mean? You know, what, what, how should I respond? I, I thought about like um, being snarky and responding and putting something on there that says, um, you know, where it says, please remove dog take the dog part out and put please remove yourself from your high horse or something you know like that like that's what my initial reaction was but luckily I'm pretty good at like checking myself and not uh, actually reacting with my initial reaction when I feel threatened um, so I didn't react and I didn't do that and I thought about oh you hear a train um, I thought about how to how to respond and in the end I'll tell you what I did but but that that 
evening, I was, uh, it was midnight and I was still up, still kind of thinking about what the situation was and, and what to do about it. And um, this, she started barking and um, I looked out and it was our neighbor. It's this boat that this guy sits there all day, every day cleaning the boat. I mean, literally, I've never seen him not cleaning the boat. Um, and it, he does, it's not his boat. He works for the guy. I don't know if he lives there for free or how that works, but he's always cleaning the boat. And he's generally um, been very nice to us. Well, he was not nice to me that night. I said, you know, I, I immediately stopped Nala from barking at him. And I said, you know, thank you, Nala. I see him. But remember, this is midnight. Okay. So it's not like, you know, having someone walking on this, on this dock in the dark like that. Um, I'm totally fine with her barking because it lets me know, um, again, there's not really anyone should be on this dock because it's far enough removed that there's no reason they need to be here. So I said, okay, thank you, Nala. And, you know, calmed her down, made her, you know, she, she, it was very brief, her barking. And, uh, I said, okay, Nala, thank you. And he laid into me and he said, well, you know, they, she did that all day long. And, and I said, well, I'm sorry. You know, I didn't expect to be gone so long. Um, you know, I had, had to go to the airport in Fort Lauderdale. And then, you know, I didn't go on to tell him that I went to Ikea. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I said, normally she wouldn't be home alone so much. And he said, well, she, um, she barked at everybody and all day long and she never stopped and which I find very hard to believe I could see that she did bark at people as they walked by the boat but she like barking for nothing she's never done that um, but then again you know uh, we all think our kids are perfect so I, I was very apologetic I said I'm very sorry um, you know we'll work on it and he said everybody here is very angry with you and I was like, great thank you I said I'm, I'm again I'm really sorry that's all I could what could I say right so fast forward the next morning, the next, so all night I kept her inside and I was totally stressed out because I, first of all, I, we have her outside because we did have, and if you go back through our archives, I think I already talked about this, but we had somebody try to rob us. Um, they came onto our boat here at this very spot, um, back in October. So, you know, I, it was not, they, I don't think the boats that are here now have any clue that that happened. And so the guy, you know, like to him, oh, your dog is horrible and barking. Well, that barking dog could very well be protecting them from another attempted robbery because I know she will scare off anyone that tries that again. So because of that, having Nala inside all night was stressful to me because I kept thinking, you know, I'd hear a noise and I'd look out to see if somebody was trying to steal our dinghy or someone was trying to, um, you know, take my kayak and which is stupid. I should just, you know, it's, it's stuff. And, I, but that's how my mind was working. I was just on guard because usually I sleep pretty well knowing she's on guard because she really honestly might bark once in the middle of the night if somebody's walking by or a boat is um, going by, but that's it all night. Like there are dogs that bark all night, every night, all day, every day. And she is not like that, or she has not certainly been like that. Maybe that one day was an exception, but based on her past disposition or deme demeanor, um, I don't, I don't necessarily buy that she was doing it all day, all night. Right. I mean, all day. Anyway, all of this to say, I apologize to the guy. I kept her inside all night. I did not sleep very well because of it, but 
you know, that's fine. I, I knew that I was in the wrong. I made the mistake of having her outside. I should I couldn't take her with me because we went to the airport. Sorry, I'm organizing stuff and I just dropped it all. Um, anyway, I couldn't take her with me because I knew I was uh, going to Ikea and all of that. So I, um, but I should have left her locked inside and she probably would have eaten my sofa or something, but at least then she wouldn't have been like terrorizing our, our uh, neighbors. So I didn't sleep a lot that night, but I did think about like, okay, what am I gonna do to respond to this in a way that doesn't make it worse? And so what I did, for better or worse, um, I, uh, I, had, uh, I took their dog part of the sign and I added to that a, um, I, I went on my printer and I printed out a sign that said, um, is sorry, owner two, forgive us. And so I laid it out so it said, dog is sorry, owner two, please forgive us. <laughs> and so I put it on the mat and then just left it there for them to see when they came by. Because the bottom line is that you couldn't not see it um, on our boat because our boat is basically on the way to and from everything. So I basically just, you know, I was trying to be cute and at the same time not like incite more trouble for us. And so I just said, uh, dog is sorry, people too, or owner too, please forgive us. And uh, nobody said anything to me, but after that, the lady who I am 100%, not 100%, but probably 99% sure was the one who wrote the original note, um, walked by and she, she was walking right next to my boat. And I'm like, okay, there's a whole dock, like this whole wide area that she could have easily walked on the far side, but she was walking like, against my boat, which is what probably triggered my dog to bark, but I digress. So I happened to be, so I decided that day, I spent the whole day just focusing on Nala. Even though I had a million things to do here on the boat, because again, it's my first time having any time off to myself to work on the boat without the kids. But I said, no, this is just as important and I need to you know, make sure that I, I'm a good neighbor, but more than that, that Nala gets the attention and training that she needs because I don't want to have a dog who terrorizes people and I don't want to have a dog who's you know everyone hates having us around because of and so I used that whole day and and ever since so that was on Monday and this is Thursday so I have basically spent the four days these four days just working with Nala redirecting Nala and at that time when the lady was walking right next to our boat, I was sitting up at the helm bench and I, I just kind of held Nala. I tell her, you know, just watch him, just watch her, but not to actually like go Cujo on me. <laughs> and, uh, and I said to the lady, I, and she was like walking by really fast so she wouldn't catch my eye. And I said, I just wanted to say, I am really sorry about Nala, you know, uh, scaring you. And she goes, oh, well, she was barking all day and, my husband was on a conference call and you could hear the dog barking on the call and it was ridiculous. And I'm like, okay, you live on a boat, but okay, I guess that's the big concern, but whatever, you know, I, again, I'm, I'm being defensive. And so I, I said, I did not react. I just said, I'm so sorry. I really, you know, I don't want the dog to scare anybody. And, you know, I, I hope 
you know, I really truly apologize. And that's all I kept saying. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and that's all I could say, right? you know, like, what the heck am I going to say? And so um, she never said, oh, it's okay. Or, you know, anything or thank you for nothing. It was like, she goes, oh, like that. And then she walked away. And that was that. But it was okay. It's okay. Because in the end, it's not really, I can't, you know, you can only do your best and your part. And when I know better, I do better. And now I know my dog needed some more um, redirecting and guiding and helping to understand what's appropriate and who to bark at and who not to bark at and, um, you know, how, how much to bark. And so I just spent the last four days, just every minute somebody walked by, I'd say, okay, watch them, you know, let her know it's okay to watch them and keep an eye on things. But like, clearly that little girl walking by is not a big threat, <laughs> you know? So, um, I'm, I also have kept Nala inside almost all the time, which has been pretty miserable. But the flip side is I, um, it's forced me to get out and to not stay inside all the time. So I started kayaking her over to Peanut Island, which has been delightful because that's just a little island nearby. And I, I kayak her over and then we go for a run. And she loves that and I love that. And then the other thing is she... Where did she go? Huh, I don't see her. Um, the other thing is I found another dog who um, she really, a puppy here at the uh, marina who she really liked. She must have jumped over my little barricade. That brat. I have in front of the, in front of the screen door, I have the door open so that I can um, get some air in here, but uh, I have a barricade and she was inside and I do not see her. So maybe I missed her. I'm going out to check. Oh, you little brat. What are you doing? You were supposed to be in the house. She's looking at me. You're a little naughty girl. Huh? Come on, in the house. Nala. <laughs> She's on the trampoline looking at me like, oh, me? What do you mean? What? I didn't do anything. Come on, in the house. Let's go. She's actually fine. Now, this is where I run into problems because the dog is fine. I'm fine. She should totally be allowed. Come on. She should totally be allowed to be outside my boat, right? On the, on the uh, deck. But I'm so worried, living in fear that this lady or my other neighbor is going to walk by, which, like, how the heck am I going to know when they're going to come walk by? I feel like I have to keep the poor dog contained at all times. Um, but the good news is I feel like she's starting to mind me more, like other than just she just went outside without permission. But uh, she she came back, right? Hi, you came back in, didn't you? Um, and so I'm trying really hard just to be aware of, you know, where I need to help redirect all of that. So we went to a dog beach yesterday, which was the joy of her life. <laughs> she was on a beach with other dogs and everyone uh, that visits the dog beach are dog people. So you don't have to worry about when somebody's um, walking by uh, that your dog might approach them because they are at the dog beach and love dogs and are fine with it. And what a joy that is because then she ran around and ran around and ran around and Oh, she slept well last night. It was just such a great change from being contained here on the boat all the time. So, 
you know, sometimes bad things happen for good reason. I needed probably a little bit of a, you know, wake up call to realize that I needed to spend some more time redirecting and retraining my dog. Um, and so now she's, she's paying attention, but she's not just barking for nothing. So we'll see how it goes. I, I'm a little worried that I've been diluting her uh, effectiveness because a group of guys walked by today, four like construction worker types, and she didn't, she didn't make a noise, not one peep at them. And I thought, okay, it's fine not to bark and go crazy, but I do want her to like at least indicate that they're there, you know, a little, little growl or a little something. Anyway, that's what I've been doing this week. It's been on Nala Watch, and um, I think someone might be knocking, so let me go check. Uh, nope, I don't think so. All right, well, let's see. What else What else can I tell you about? So the, oh, and we also found another puppy, um, a little, little puppy that was on a boat here that I just went and took her out for a walk out at the grassy area here um, at the marina, and she and this puppy chased each other around and around and around and around and around and around and wore each other out. It was fantastic. So um, that's a big part of it. Having a dog on a boat, you know, you got to get them out to run around if you can. Obviously, if we're away from shore, there's not a lot you can do. But in this case, I could and it gets me out too. So it's good for everybody. All right. Well, I feel like I'm, oh, so I just wanted to kind of through, main reason I wanted to record this is just to kind of say that I feel like I'm shifting, moving on from the dog thing now, going back to the interviews. I just got a text while recording this from the family. They said they'll come by tonight, if that's good. And um, they, uh, yeah, they said they're out in the channel uh, to see this other boat and they'll come by tonight to do the interview. So that'll be really cool. And um, I'm sure by the time you're hearing this, um, I'll probably use their interview as the next episode to share with you. So I hope that's the case. I won't promise because I'm doing a lot of these recordings in advance. And so by the time you hear them, uh, it may be quite a ways later. Um, you know, much more time may have passed. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see how it goes. I figure worst case scenario, at the very least, I'll be um, helping this family have an audio uh, journal of their pre-sale experience. So I figure that if I look at it like that, like I'm just recording this for them and we'll see if it ends up, you know, being something I want to use. But uh, I know just it's a good deed and, and something that I would want if, if the roles were reversed. I would have loved to have that, have someone, you know, talk to us right at the onset of our live aboard life. So, okay. Well, thank you for listening to New Mexico Castaways. If you like these episodes, I'd love for you to share with anyone who likes podcasts or maybe teach someone how to listen to a podcast by sharing it with them. And if you especially like these uh, episodes, please uh, leave a review on iTunes I, uh, or Stitcher or anywhere that you listen to your podcasts. Thank you very much. I'm Rosalinda Roman, and this is New Mexico Castaways. Bye.